0: Peace, misfits. Today is the last day of Kwanzaa, Imani, which means faith. On this final day of Kwanzaa, we say goodbye to the year of the phoenix, and we say hello to 2019, the year of exploration. Let us inhale the love and the lessons of 2018, and exhale out the joy and pain to make room in our spirit for the new year. Inhale deep with me. One more time. Inhale deep. And exhale out. We exist now in a new space. Let's make room to prepare to live in love and light. Let whatever struggles come our way, understand that we stand tall and we won't give up easy. Let's begin the journey of exploration. Let's get healed. Happy New Year. Welcome to The Healing Space, a black and queer mental health podcast geared toward proving there's more than one way to heal. I am your host, Sensei Raven Ekundayo, and here we are, the year of exploration. I've been holding off for like a month. I think it came to me like a month ago what I wanted to name 2019, and whenever it hits me, I immediately want to tell everybody, but I'm like, oh, you have to hold off. You have to wait. You have to wait. So <laughs> the year of exploration is going to be pretty big for me. It's going to be pretty big because this year I turn 40 years old. So yeah, this is uh, this is pretty major. And so I have some things that I'm doing for the year already. And I know some ideas are going to come along as we go. But one of the things I've talked about already on the podcast, which is the 40 to 40 challenge, which I'm doing at the very least... 40 push-ups every day. That's the least I can do far beyond that. And I've been challenged by several people to do just that. <laughs> but it has to be at least 40 every single day. And it's Ooh, yeah, it's it's been something. It's been something, but I appreciate my friends who have told me that they know that I'm crazy enough to do it. <laughs> and I will. I thought of the idea and I was like, it's cool. I love having to hold myself accountable. I also love consistency. And knowing that I want to stick to something, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to let myself down, you know. Uh, Another thing is, is that I've decided that I'm going to travel to a different city every month. And I want to make it clear, you know, because I explained to some people that I'll be traveling to a different city and they're assuming I'm going to be hopping on planes all over the place. No, I still have a nine to five. (laughs) Um, When I say different cities, I mean, it could be something as far away as toronto or seattle or you know san diego it could be something as close as chattanooga so you know it's it i i just want to explore this is the year of exploration and there are a lot of cities i've never been to i'm not from the south so this this place is teeming with so many different states and cities that i've never been to before So, you know, now living in the South, I want to take advantage of that brother has a new car, you know, it's like, let's get out there and explore, but not only physically exploring, you know, uh, you, you misfits who are listening to this, you absolutely can follow suit and do the exact same thing in your life for the year of exploration, but it's deeper than that. It's also about exploring you. And I, I really would love to put that love and light out to all of you who are listening. To explore you this year, use the year of exploration to get into a deeper relationship with you. And a lot of people are scared of that, but that's the beauty of it being 365 days. You know, put in the work. I understand that it's scary for a lot of people. I do. Me, I'm not afraid of that. So that's not my journey, but I empathize because we've all been in spaces where we've had a fear of something. And so I empathize because while I've always been excited to know more about me, I know not everyone is. There are certain traumas that we may live with that not everyone is ready to unearth. But I implore you, please get to know you. No one's saying that you have to get all the way down to rock bottom of who you are. You don't one day at a time i challenge you to learn just something new about you something that allows you to get a little closer to who you truly are i think it's gonna help a lot i'm excited for the year of exploration i pray that you guys join me on this journey or even if you have your own name you know i've had several people tell me that i've inspired them to come up with names for their own year you know, so, so I'm like, that's really cool. That's really cool. And I'm glad that I'm able to do that. So let's get on this journey together, whether you're flowing with me in the year of exploration or if I've inspired you to come up with a name for the year yourself. So let's go ahead. Let's get the show started. And we're going to start with my weekend. And so my weekend. Okay. On Friday, I was on campus and I was going to ignore this because I have music playing during this point. But if for any reason you guys can hear in the background something that sounds like gunshots, it's not gunshots. It's fireworks. (laughs) I don't know why people feel like, you know, it's like, okay, it doesn't matter if it's New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, the day after New Year's, which is really weird. I celebrated my very first New Year's here in Atlanta last year. And I noticed that a smooth week went by and people were still doing fireworks. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> like I'm kind of like, w- w- why? Like why why are you still? But you know, it's whatever. So <laughs> So it's kind of like, okay, you know, we've, we've celebrated, the ball's dropped. Let's go ahead and move on now. But anyway, so Friday. On Friday, I was on campus at work and the power ended up going out around 11 a.m. So, you know, we're sitting in the life coach office. All of us are talking, chatting, all that good stuff. And the power goes out. So we're all looking at each other like, OK, now me, I didn't necessarily care to leave because I had a barbershop appointment that was happening at three o'clock. And my barbershop is literally three exits away from my job. So I didn't really need to leave. I'm like, no, it's better. I stay here because I live about 30 minutes from work. And if I go home, I don't really see myself leaving back out of the house. So I'm chill. But everybody else is like, can we leave? Like, like, what's up? You know? Now, the reason why no one really made a big deal about it is because one, we're salary. So if we really wanted to, any of us could have gotten up and been like, all right, peace. But we all enjoy each other's company. And two, there really wasn't a lot going on that day. It was raining. It was really, you know, dreary. We really hadn't seen any of the kids because a lot of them were either off with family or at work or something of that nature. So it wasn't like we were really able to do a whole lot as far as meeting with our young adults either. So it was very chill and relaxed. I think that's the reason why most people probably wanted to leave (laughs) is because there wasn't much to do. But we all eventually ended up leaving around 2.30, made my way to the barbershop got my shape up, and I was letting my barber know, okay, so you have to show your ass this time around, which he always does. It's gotten to the point now where people hit me up regularly, and they're like, you're always fresh. I look forward to seeing what your beard's going to look like this week. And so that means a lot, because I made a decision uh, at the midpoint of 2018 that I was going to start going to the, uh, the barber shop more often. And I'm like, especially now that I have a job, it's like I it's one of those things. My mother always says that you should have something that you do for yourself, you, you know, to show yourself that you love you, to pamper yourself in some way. And I'm like, I want that to be me going to the barbershop. So I go literally every Friday. So the love that I get from people when I post my pictures really means a lot because I'm like, it makes me feel good to see myself you know like okay fresh shape up so that love means a lot so thanks misfits i really appreciate that so i bounced from there and i went grocery shopping and uh bought a lot of food like more than what i would normally get honestly <laughs> and i was like wow okay i guess you don't plan to leave out for a little while that's cool <laughs> storing up for the winter maybe sir But uh, it it also felt good, because, you know, as for any of you who heard the episode with DVZ, I talked about me and my trauma when it comes to food. So food shows up very differently for me than it does for a lot of other people. And with me, it's like if I go to the store and I spend over $100 in groceries, that's actually a pleasant surprise for me, because I'm like, oh, wow, you... You actually liked food enough to spend that much money. You usually don't go over 70. but <laughs> So it feels good to, you know, like fill up different spaces and be like, that's all mine. That's my food. Ta-da. Anyway, so for the rest of the night, I pretty much just chilled out and uh, prepared myself for the very busy Saturday that I was going to have. So I ended up waking up around six o'clock in the morning because I needed to go to the airport to pick up my friend, Mike. Now, Mike has been on the podcast before. He was on one of our most popular black, queer, and unapologetic episodes. And I've also talked about how, you know, during that phase of my life for the first year where I didn't have a place to, to live, you know, and I was blessed to have friends who showed up for me here in Atlanta. Mike was the person who I said, you know, he hardly even knew me and he took me in. Uh, so whenever he, uh, is out of town, he would always let me hold his car so that I didn't have to use my driver to come and pick me up. And, you know, because of course I had to pay her to pick me up all the time. So he would let me hold his car whenever he went out of town. Well, it just so happens that this time around, he actually went out of town right before I purchased my car. So he left, I purchased my car and his baby got to, you know, just chill and sit until he got back in town. So <laughs> hopped in his car and I went to go pick him up. Brought him back and he's like, are you going to go sleep? And I'm like, I'm not sure if I should because my very first class is at 10 a.m. So by the time he ended up, uh, I ended up picking him up. I woke up at six, but I, I know how Hartsfield works. So I knew better than to leave out too soon. So he landed at seven and I left out at like around 730 because again, I know how Hartsfield is. So sure enough, I ended up getting back here around eight. And that's why I wasn't sure if I should go to sleep or not, because I'm like, if I go to sleep, I may miss my very first student. So I didn't go back to sleep, and my student ended up showing up not only on time, but ahead of time. She got here around, I think, 9.45 or something like that. So we ended up starting the class, and she did an awesome job. It was her second week with me. And first of all, her very first class, her her lower back was really messed up. So we didn't focus on yoga as much as we did stretch therapy. So I dedicated an hour of stretch therapy to her. And when she left, she actually hit me up a couple of days later, letting me know that she absolutely would be back because her body felt a lot better after that class. So to Muabi, Thank you so much. That really meant a lot. Welcome to the uh, the Love Movement family and Revolutionary Yoga. You did an awesome job in your second class. And in her second class, we uh, we incorporated yoga into it, and she flowed beautifully, and she's doing a really great job. Uh, I do more than just, you know, stretch therapy and yoga and stuff, so she took advantage and tapped into that. Took advantage in a good way. She tapped into that, and we had a wonderful conversation about gyms and just life, And, you know, because I'm also a life coach. So a lot of my students come and they either vent to me or just, you know, get out different feelings that they're having. And we had a beautiful conversation. And I love her energy and the journey that she's on right now. So uh, shout out to Moabi. So yeah, after her class was over with, another one of my new students, Tay, ended up coming over and we flowed. And he is definitely a work in progress. He can do some asanas that people who i've had for weeks or months are incapable of doing he can knock it out like it's nothing and then some of the simpler asanas it's like oh i can shake you right now (laughs) but it's the beauty of the journey it's the beauty of the journey and i love watching everyone start yoga for the very first time for my yogis and yoginis who are listening right now there's nothing like it right there's nothing like it for you, you know, as a student beginning your practice or also as a teacher to watch someone just beginning their practice, to, to take them through the steps of learning to breathe, to inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth, to, to understand proper placement of your body and knowing that it's important to do these things because if not, you could hurt yourself or not show up fully for your practice. It's exciting. I love it. Like yoga can't get old for me. It can't get old, and that's why I love coming up with with new flows for my students, you know? And when I first started teaching, I was afraid because I was thinking to myself, is it going to be possible to teach somebody on a weekly basis and really be able to come up with something new all the time? And the answer is yes. If you really love your practice, if you have a genuine love of yoga, it's going to be so easy for you to come up with different flows. So easy, you know? Like, I talk about Kevin from the Outline podcast. He's one of my more tenured students. And when I say that for the marathon that he's going to be running this year, he needed for me to completely change around the way that I taught him. Completely. And I was able to, you know? I studied stretch therapy, got a better understanding of what it is that he would need as opposed to the way that I go hard with my Ashtanga. And it changed, and it was beautiful, and it excites me because I love challenges when it comes to yoga. So I feel like I kind of went off on a tangent slightly, but (laughs) the point is, I taught my two classes back to back. Um, (laughs) And then after that, it ended up being, uh, I believe, around one o'clock. So from around 1 p.m. to around 4 p.m., I was interviewed for a documentary by one of my dear friends and someone I consider a brother. His name is Daryl Taylor this brother, I need you guys to listen to me. He flew down here from Baltimore for me. Like, I, I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. Like he boarded a plane and flew down here just to interview me for his documentary and then flew back up to Baltimore He joked with me. He said, you know, Raven, you told me that you want to grow up to be like me because I can just get on a plane and just randomly fly down to somebody and fly back the next day. He said, but I think that I want to be like you because you actually had somebody fly to you (laughs) to interview you instead of having you come to them. (laughs) They flew to you to interview you and then flew back again. So actually, I want to be like you. So that made me laugh because I, I didn't think about it from that point of view before. I was like, oh, touche, touche. Uh, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. I'm honored because there are, I believe, maybe only four of us who are in the documentary, he being one of the people, and it's it's us and our fathers. So I'm honored that I was chosen to be one of the people in what I believe is going to be a very beautiful and meaningful documentary that I, I I pray reaches so many so many I had uh aha moments that I did not expect to have that really caught me off guard some uh one particular <clears throat> aha moment excuse me one particular aha moment that so caught me off guard because it it may possibly and I'm still I'm still dissecting it but it may possibly answer a question that I've lived with since I was around maybe 8 years old. So if I was able to answer it in the course of recording that or being filmed for that documentary, then it makes the documentary even more special to me. So I'm I'm looking forward to the final product. I'm going to be flying up there so that I can be there with him when he's interviewing my dad. And yeah, this is, this is going to be something special. Uh, Daryl tells me that he listens to the podcast. So if you're listening right now, Daryl, I love you. You are doing amazing work. And I cannot wait to see how you touch the world with this documentary. Really special. So that was from around 1 to 4. I think it was 1 to 4. He may have ended up leaving around five or six. Like, dude, Daryl's one of those people in my life that when we start talking, we talk. So even after he stopped filming, we were still talking. But he ended up leaving, and then after he left, mind you, I've been running since 6 a.m., keep that in mind. So I ended up getting some booty. And the fact that I was able to... (laughs) i'm sorry you guys know how transparent i am i was was about to go in just now and i was like okay wait be be mindful (laughs) i i enjoyed myself I enjoyed myself and I was amazed that after running since 6am and teaching two back-to-back yoga classes, where not only was I teaching them and guiding them, I'm doing some of the asanas with them because I have to show them if they don't know, you know, so I'm putting in work the same way they are. So with everything that I'm doing, I still was able to put on a stellar performance in the bedroom and (laughs) have a great time and had an awesome partner, by the way, shout out to them. Uh, But yeah, so... By the time that was done, and by the time I had let everything go, a brother was tired. Sleepy is an understatement. As a matter of fact, I think I fell asleep several times. You know, we were just laying in bed, and I'm like, I don't know, what. Like, <laughs> what's what's life right now? Like, I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm so gone. So yeah, I was out of there. Out of there. And it was time for my day to be over, you know, so we chilled out a little bit longer and they ended up bouncing and I don't know what I did for the rest of the night. Did I, I think I may have watched some more of Homecoming on uh, Amazon, the Julia Roberts show I've been talking about with you guys. I think I watched some more of that or did I watch, watch the Runaways on Hulu? Either way, I watched some show until I ended up falling asleep. So Sunday was pretty chill. Sunday was, uh, I was supposed to be teaching Kevin, but Kevin actually moved his class to today. So I'm teaching him today on Tuesday, uh, the first day of new of the new year. And so I had Sunday completely to myself. Uh, my roommates weren't home, wasn't entertaining any guests. It was just me and silence. Now, of course, you know, I'm on social media. I didn't take one of my silent days where I separate myself from everything. I just didn't want to speak. And I was able to go a smooth 24 hours without having to speak to anybody. And I just need those days. So that felt really, really good to just be able to be silent. Oh, it felt so good Uh, and peaceful because it continued to rain, rain like all over the place. So I was like, okay, I'm not leaving the house. Just going to chill out, enjoy the silence, you know, play my PS4 a little bit, get some reading in and just chill. So that was awesome. So that was my weekend. It was quite busy uh, and then ended very, very chill, very chill. And I appreciated that. So I wanted to tap into the culture of pop really quick before we get into this week's topic, which is the year of exploration. I just wanted to touch on that just really quick. You know, it's not going to be like the majority of our episodes where we get into the main topic. The main topic is either equal length. To uh, the culture of pop and my weekend, or you know, just a little bit shorter. No, this this time around is gonna be pretty short. <laughs> but just to give you guys an idea of what I want my journey to look like for uh, for 2019. But I want to get into the culture of pop first, and uh, there are, I believe three different topics that I wanted to t- uh, t- I wanted to discuss with you guys. The first being tiffany haddish and her ig post about fur and black lives okay so i just so happened to stumble across this when she first posted it and this was i believe a couple of days ago on instagram and so i took down notes so i could make sure that i got everything correct i said uh she stated that she asked a fan who had come up to her and was talking to her i don't know if they had asked her for an autograph or what but she asked the fan to give uh give them give her their fur jacket so the uh fan actually ended up doing it and she was wearing it in the video, and she stated that she's going to start rocking lots of furs, and she's going to do it more often until black people don't. Or, but black people are no longer killed by cops. She stated that people matter, and so do animals. And then she paused and said, "For her to wear them." So then I put, "Okay." Some of the people commenting on her posts were very angry and asking, "How? How is killing animals a way to protest the killing of people?" Uh. And I put that the large majority of the people asking this were white. I said, this proved Tiffany's point, however. However, they were also correct. So her point was, was that black lives should matter, but yet people tend to put the lives of animals over the lives of uh, black people. So in that instance, the fact that these white people were coming under there and saying what they were saying was proving Tiffany right. I said, however, they also were correct. It is indeed petty to believe the killing of anything or anyone is a way to speak out against another being murdered. Then I put, however, in Tiffany's defense, she never said that she was killing any animals, and that's what a lot of people under the post were saying. They were asking her how is it that her killing animals had anything to do with black lives, you know, black lives being killed by cops. But she never said that. She just said that she was going to wear the furs. Now, do I agree with furs being worn? No, I'm I'm not even a part of PETA. I'm just, you know, for anyone who knows me, you know how I am when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, but I do have to defend her because that is that isn't what she said. So they, they were misquoting her. Then I put, uh, do I believe she's being petty? Yes, I believe she's being quite petty. I don't believe that she sees it as being petty. So again, in her defense, I do believe that she feels as though she's doing something justly in her heart. Uh, However, I do believe that it's petty. That's just my personal opinion. So I also put, do I believe white people often put the lives of animals over black lives? Absolutely. (laughs) Let's let's be very clear. Absolutely. Her post proved it. Under her post proved exactly what it is that she was saying. So do I believe that they often do it? Yeah, you're damn right. So I, then I put, so there you go there. That's where I am on this. In her heart, she believes she's doing something noble, but in the end, it's just petty because white people aren't the only ones who love animals, and they're, just, and they're showing just how little they care for black lives by bitching and moaning about how angry and hurt they are by her actions, yet not one of them stated anything about understanding her reasoning for doing this and believing that black lives do indeed matter and should be held in a much higher regard in this country. So, per usual, I'm balanced, you know? I do understand her intent. I do believe she's going about it the wrong way because I don't think that she should bring animals into this. The reason why I say it's petty is because she's thumbing her nose at white people and those who put animals before black people. However, you shouldn't bring animals into it in order to prove your point. Your issue is with white people and those who feel as though they can turn a blind eye to the killing of black lives, but you're now doing something negative towards animals. And let's be clear, people's lives absolutely matter. And more often than not should trump animals, you know, however, animals are still living, breathing creatures and deserve respect and love, not to be used as some type of, you know, bargaining chip that it's, that's, I'm not here for it. I'm not. So I'm, I'm, balanced on the issue i believe both parties make very valid points for the positive and for the negative and i feel both of them need to be able to look from a different lens you know and at the end of the day what really matters is black lives let's be very clear so there there is no argument about the fact that the the killings that are still taking place shouldn't and I'm going to move on now because I'm going to start getting into other things like the Flint water crisis and stuff like that, because there's so much more that's going on when it comes to the way that people need to, people of color need to be shown up for, you know, but that's a whole different episode. So <laughs> I'm going to slowly move forward to the next bit of information on um, the next topic for pop, for the culture of pop, which is the backlash to Bird Box. This has been Interesting. Okay, so more than 45 million people watched uh, Bird Box in the first seven days, which is history-making for the streaming service for Netflix. Uh, Watching 70% of the movie on Netflix count as viewed. This came from Netflix themselves. That's what they stated. If you watch 70% of something, that considers it to be viewed. So, these are the next notes I put down. They didn't provide any stats uh, that were, uh, or any type of demographics to go along with uh, what they were saying. So, like, you know, women to men, or 18 to 30, or so on. They didn't give any of that stuff. All they said is that it was 45 million people who ended up uh, viewing it. So, they didn't really give you a whole lot to go off of. So, it's like, all right, I hear you, but, you know, so... Then I put, how many people did actually finish the movie? You're saying that 70% of the movie is considered viewed, but how do we know who actually finished it, you know? And then it said, especially, that I put, especially seeing is Netflix only counts that one view from your account. So, if you're someone with several people creating their own names under your account, only one of those will be counted for when you tally up who watched it. So with Netflix being very quiet and mum about all of the information, like they don't share numbers like Nielsen, you know, like Nielsen puts out all information, all the demographics, who's who watched it. You know, when you go to the movies, when you go to look at all of those demographics, you see a bra- a breakdown of black, Hispanic, Asian, you know, everything, a whole breakdown of uh, ages 20 to 30 and all of that stuff. But with Netflix, they're like, yeah, it's none of your business. We'll just tell you what it is that we want when we tell you. So it's like, should we take it with a grain of salt when you say that 45 million have watched it? Because again, that's history for Bird Box. And to be honest, a lot of that has come from a lot of you bad mouthing the hell out of Bird Box. Like people have torn it to shreds, even Crete there was an article on theroot.com it talked about how uh, the movie is actually <laughs> is actually a movie that's supposed to be about uh, not wanting to accept racism, and you know uh, the the uh, oh, what is it? What's the exact phrasing that they used? I know that it was about not wanting to accept racism and you know, the power of white privilege. What I will say, what I will say, because I did, I read the article because someone who I trust and care for read the article and I saw them posting saying that once they read it, it made a lot of sense to them. I read it and I still feel it's a reach. I do. But with it being a reach, such a reach, Um, I read it and I will admit that there are some things that I did agree with. The overall idea, I just feel like when I look at the root. The root has changed a lot from the website that it originally was. It's gotten to the point now where it leans so far left that it's almost toppling over. You know, like I I look at the root and sometimes it comes off to me as a left version of Fox. Like it's so unapologetically left that there's, it's nowhere near the center, not even close. So I'm reading this article and I'm like, okay, okay, no, no balance again. Got you. But one thing that I do agree with and something that struck me, and this, again, this isn't a spoiler because most people know the, the main concept of Bird Box. So when um, Sandra Sandra's character at the beginning, when she and her sister were in her apartment, when the news first came on to tell them about what was going on, it literally stated that there were people, I believe it was in Russia, this mass, you know, thousands of people killing themselves thousands of people killing themselves and she paid it and turned the television off what like what like who who does that like i i could see if you're saying you know because this is this is privilege american privilege that we look at certain things that are going on in other countries and it's like okay they're you know terrorists are attacking this country or something of that nature, or people are starving and, you know, Americans could turn a blind eye to that. But I'm like, you see a news story saying that it's in several different countries and it's happening swiftly that people are killing themselves? That doesn't make you want to get a little closer to the television. Not at all. She just turned it off and went about her business. That was privilege as fuck. That I will say. That was privileged as fuck. <laughs> what I do believe is a stretch is that how the person got angry saying you know that black people were killing themselves for white people. There were lots of people dying in that movie, you know, and no, that's not gonna work for me. You know, it's like people were dying. That was the movie. People were dying. People putting themselves in certain situations where they ended up dying. And it wasn't just black people to white people, white people to white people, white people to black people, like, I don't know, like, but yeah, so moving forward from that, that movie has gotten a lot of attention, which makes you believe that that 45 million, yeah. Um, But then moving on to something a heck of a lot happier, you know, the situation with Tiffany Haddish. Tearing people, you know, people taking sides and all that kind of stuff, the situation with Bird Box, people taking sides, but this, I believe everyone could agree with. Of course, toxic males probably won't, but everyone else, <laughs> I believe, can all agree that we love this, and this is this absolutely amazing young queer who has taken over social media in the last couple of days, and me, I had to do my research. I had to find out who the heck this young man was, and uh, and for the record. I don't know if this person has stated that they are a he, so my apologies if I'm uh, not using the proper pronouns, but uh, wait, okay, I'm sorry. I said that. I here I am attempting to make sure that I'm being correct and being respectful. But their name on Instagram is He So Southeast. So right there is the pronouns. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I wanted to do my best to make sure I was being respectful. But the freaking pronouns right there. Okay. So he's so southeast is on Instagram. And he has like blown up in a matter of days. I think at the recording of this. It may be about three days, four at the most, four at the most, that he has blown up all over social media and has become a sensation. Like you just see him everywhere. And so, okay, my notes I put, he posted one video alone where he was spinning and flipping. So he came out talking about if any, you know, if any N-words come to him wrong in 2019, he's going to, and then he does um, like a spin, spin on some straight, you know, Chun-Li Mortal Kombat type stuff, (laughs) like, and these knee-high, you know, like, neon pink boots, so then he comes back up and says, if any B-words has anything to say to him, you know, then he does, I think, a backflip? So then he comes back and he says and if either, you know, if both of them wanna step to him at the exact same time in 2019, then he does you know that swirl, that swirl, a backflip and then drops and pulls a gun out. And yeah. And then so he <laughs> What is it that he said? He what did he call it? Um it it, it can give combo, I believe is what the the, the phrase was. Um, (laughs) and so I watched that and the first time I saw it, I was like, what am I watching right now? This is phenomenal. (laughs) I went on Facebook and had to share with everybody like he wins. He wins all of 2018. No one can touch him now. He came through with literally a day left and was like, I got all of y'all. No one can touch me. So then I thought that was it. But then he ended up having a second video and that one I believe was actually on the 30th. And so he dropped a second one. And on that one, it was a guy who was abusing his girlfriend. And so he came out of nowhere and called himself a uh, super bitch. So when the scene first starts, he's sitting on top of the roof. And so he flips down off of the roof. Now, <laughs> what made it was so funny? What made it so funny was that it wasn't like a superhero flip. Uh, he, he understood, like, he's like, we, we haven't gotten to the point yet where we have that kind of magic with this camera, so he did a flip, held onto the roof, and then flipped over and dropped down, and then the action started, and so it, it was, it was a skit, like a full-on skit. Um, I think he hit the guy, like, one time in the chest and maybe one time in the back, and then... Did a flip over him and (laughs) nothing else in the fight was him actually touching the guy. It was just him doing these flips. And when I tell you he was on some straight Simone Biles, like, oh my God, like he did one flip. It was like, how? And still land properly. He landed properly every single time. And I'm looking at him like, wait. So I go to his Instagram page and of course I start walking with him because how can I not? And I'm watching him in his very first video, he's voguing in a ball. And when I tell you, he kills it. Like he's going up against this dude. I feel bad for the guy because for all we know, the guy could be really good, but you don't care because there's a point where he flips up onto the judge's table and does a handstand, straight up handstand. (laughs) And The judge who he flipped in front of stands up. He's in awe. Dude flips back down and starts dancing, and the guy who's recording this has to come behind the judge and tap him, like, sit down, I can't keep recording, I can't see what's going on, and like, he was phenomenal, and when I saw that video of him voguing, I'm like, the world isn't ready for him, because if he's doing all of this in a ball, imagine what the rest of these videos of Super Bitch are going to look like, so okay, I completely went away away, Excuse me from my notes. He's now promoting a t-shirt that just started today, and on the shirt, it says, it can give combo, and it's a picture of him that this dude, who I believe is over in Europe, did a picture of him, this awesome cartoon of him, and he has it now on the front of a t-shirt, and on the back, it's a hashtag or at, and it's his name, Uh, he's so southeast, and then what else did I put in the note? Uh, I said, and he's also had some people slide in those DMs clearly. (laughs) (laughs) because he's suddenly promoting weaves and undergarments on his ig so okay i went to his ig earlier this morning and all you saw was i think he had just started posting videos like people have been uh recreating his videos and he started uh putting those on his page but that was it it was just his videos and then their videos i went back back this evening he has videos promoting weaves You know, if you want to get weaves here, hit up this person, a girl wearing, I think it was a corset or something. He's like, if you're interested in undergarments, go here. And I'm like, have people already slid your DMs and they're paying you to promote their stuff on your page? Like, dude, you're like a smooth 72 hours into this and already everyone's like, let's take advantage. I clicked on the mutual people that we have in common and these celebrities that he already has... (laughs) that are walking with him, I'm like, (laughs) people don't play, like, people are quick on it, people are quick on it, I swear I see him on Ellen's, and here's the funny thing, I believe his name is Kalen, Kalen, I believe he's the, uh, the, the queer black guy who works for Ellen, he's already walking with this dude, like, he, he added him today, so I'm like, if you're one degree separated from Ellen, I see you being on Ellen, I feel like Kalen is going to tell Ellen about him, And I said that the very first time I saw his video, I said, you're going to be on Ellen's couch. I see it coming. And then I saw that Kalen was walking with him today and I'm like, and there we go. It's going to happen. In the next couple of weeks, you're going to see that dude flipping all over the place on Ellen. They're going to buy him some new pink boots and it's on and popping for real. Um, What I want from him, what I pray for him is that he has the right people in his corner because I don't want someone like him to be a one hit wonder. You feel me? Like, I believe he's probably capable of a whole lot. This dude is gifted. Like, if you saw that video of him at this ball, this young man is gifted. So (laughs) I don't want this to be the end. I don't want him to have these videos. And then, you know, the world we live in. We're interested in you now. Okay, now we're over you. I want so much more for him. So yeah, I I definitely want him to live his best life. Shoot, we need to look to get him on the the Healing Space podcast, get him to tell his story a little bit, you know? So that is the culture of pop. I hope you guys enjoyed that. By all means, share your feelings, you know? If there's anything that you disagree with me on, if there are things you agree on, if there's anything you felt like I left out from this week's culture of pop, you can absolutely hit me up at thspodcast.com. You can go to Instagram as well and hit me up at ths podcast on Twitter. It's underscore ths podcast or any of those places. Use the hashtag ths podcast or let's get healed. And I'll check the hashtags and see what you had to say to me. Let's keep the conversation going. But for now, let's go ahead to this little brief topic about uh, you know the year of exploration, and then I'll see you guys after that. The idea to name this the Year of Exploration came to me because I have a yearning to get back to myself. Since moving to ATL, I've been focused on building myself back up and accumulating all that I had when I lived up north. Before I moved here, I traveled often. Moving here stopped that. I mean, I've taken flights and I've seen new cities, but it's not like before. This year was the first year in a decade that I didn't even celebrate my birthday in more than one city. Yes, first world problems. (laughs) I'm aware of that. But I decided that this year I wanted to get back to it, exploring and learning new places, whether it be here in the U.S. or abroad. I also want to learn more about me and what else the universe may have in store for me. I only consider myself a full human being because I'm made up of what I have been fed and what I know to be true. Many people are only operating with the former. So the what that's why I consider myself to be full. So I still need to work to learn more truth about myself and of this world. While slowly emptying out the bullshit that was fed to me by people who often didn't know any better. I always share with people that this is a journey I'm on. Every time I name a different year, I say that it's for me, but people are welcome to join and I don't push this on anyone. I don't say it's mandatory. I create these themes for every year to assist me in growing and rising to be a better me. To free my mind and to challenge everything I know. to it uncomfortable and remember why I am uncomfortable. You know? So this year I'm going to explore a lot. Cities. Foods. People. All of that and so much more. And I hope some of you will join me. It's going to be a blast. See? I told you it wouldn't be that long. (laughs) Alright, I'll see you guys on the other side. And now it is time for good news. So, this is a new year, and I want good news to fit the new year. So I'm going to test something out. If it doesn't work, at least I know that I put it out there. I want you all to start sharing your good news with me, and I'll read it on the show every week. You can submit it to our IG or FB pages. Both of those are THS Podcast. So that's Instagram and Facebook, and it is at THS Podcast. Share what your good news is for the week. You can submit it once or twice a month or every week if you'd like. I want to create a space where we're not only celebrating what I share, what we all share let's not be strangers to one another you misfits are like family to me even if we've never met so i want to celebrate your good news with everyone and thank you to everyone who has been supporting and listening to the podcast please continue leaving your reviews on apple podcast those reviews and five star ratings help a great deal also to my soundcloud family Keep sharing and commenting. It means a lot. It means the world to me. To those who listen via our official website, I love you all so much. Start interacting with me on there. I'd love to have convos down in the comment box. It is an option. (laughs) And for those of you listening on Google Play, y'all rock so hard. Several of you have shared with me over the last week that you have been listening on Google Play, and I love it. I can't see what takes place over there because I'm Team iPhone. (laughs) But knowing folks are listening over there is really awesome to me. I think that's really cool. You never know who you're touching. And with that being said, we're done. The first episode of 2019 is in the books. Thank you for listening, Misfit Universe. Let's make history this year. The year of exploration is here. Let's show up for one another. And show up for ourselves as well. I love you all. Please love yourself too. Let's make this year great. Namaste.